Harry Harpo. I'm clutching my binder with tight hands as I press it closer and closer into my chest. I can already hear him chanting his call. Harry Harpo. The hallway is a sea of bodies, and I'm trying my best to speed walk through fast so that he might miss me. He doesn't. Harry Harpo. He stands by a section of lockers where all the boys in my grade hang out. There's always more than 15 of them standing around, circle jerking each other off as they stare, taunt, and holler at all the girls walking by. When I walk by, his chants are intolerable and unrelenting. As I get closer and closer to walking past him, he's doing his best to get louder and louder. Everyone is looking at me now. They see me caving inwards, making myself smaller and smaller as his chanting gets louder and louder. I'm sweating, hyperventilating, holding my breath. All the boys are looking at me now, and all the kids in the older grades are looking at me now too, but he does not stop. Harry Harpo! friends, it's your girl Harpo. Welcome to episode 10 of Brown Girl Guilt, titled Harry Harpo. <laughs> Normally I record episodes weeks in advance, but full transparency, I wrote this episode out and recorded it only two days before the release. I've been procrastinating and putting off this episode because it's probably the hardest episode I've done thus far. I was bullied for years because of my body hair, and it's where a lot of my insecurities stem from. But I've committed to showing up as myself in my full authenticity and having even the hardest of conversations that I just do not want to have. And I'm probably going to resort to a lot of humor in this episode, probably because it's the only way I know how to reconcile all these years later. Now, we've all heard our boy Rumi say, the wound is where the light enters. And for me, the wound is also where the laser enters and zaps away the follicles of my coarse, dark hair. In this episode, I'm going to talk about my relationship with my body hair and what this journey of stripping my body of its hair has been like. It's funny. It's traumatizing. It's vulnerable. It's TMI. I'm not going to lie. And it's important. And you know what? My brown girls, they know this shit like the back of their hands. Before I start though, I want to mention that this episode of Brown Girl Guild is sponsored by Kiki's Body Care. I've been getting laser hair removal since I was 16, okay? 16 mother effing years old. And I'm going to get into that in just about a minute. But Kiki's is where I've been going to for laser for the past year. And honestly, compared to all the other times, it's drastically changed the growth of my hair. Kiki's Body Care is an OG salon in Surrey specializing in skincare and hair removal. Can you believe they've been in this business for over 25 years out here in Surrey? They've got you covered from head to toe for all your body care needs, and their hygiene practices and cleanliness are unmatched. My favorite is to go to them for their eyebrows and also laser hair removal. And right now, they've got special deals for the month of April and May that I swear to you, you do not want to miss out on. But also... If you hit up Kiki's and say, yeah, girl Harpo sent you, you're going to get an extra 10% off on your laser treatment. You're welcome, cutie girls. So check them out on Instagram at Kiki's Body Care or online at kikisbodycare.com. And yes, my mommy does work there. So if you see her, make sure you tell her how cool I am. 
Now, back to Harry Harpo. As a brown woman, I naturally have thick, coarse, dark body hair, okay? Not only did I inherit the hairy genes of my mother, the universe was like, you know what? I'm gonna bless you with the dark, coarse hair of your daddy too. And not just me, bro. My entire family, we have this like running joke where we have this thing called the hairy mander gene. My relationship with my body and the hair that grows from it is so complicated. And while body hair is natural, like literally, it's just what some bodies do, it's something that I've had such a twisted relationship with. So in episode nine, I mentioned that you never forget the moment that you start to see yourself through the eyes of someone else. Same thing here, bro. I was wearing super shiny silver basketball shorts one day, like a very hot day in grade six. Don't ask me why they were super shiny silver. I can't explain it to you. Probably the same reason that I was wearing a collared hot pink shirt, my mummy. But it was a hot day in grade six. I was wearing these shorts and I was sitting in an assembly. And during the assembly, the guy next to me points to my legs and says, yo, you have so much hair on your legs. Girls aren't even supposed to have that much hair. First of all, who said girls aren't supposed to have body hair? Because I would like my refund in the form of an e-transfer, okay? Second, I know y'all might be wondering, no, this is a different nasty little tinkle than the other one. The nasty little tinkles in my life are endless, apparently. Anyway, I went home and I asked my mom to shave my legs for me that night. That night. And yes, she shaved them for me for the first time because I was like 11 and didn't know how to operate a razor. And side note, when I went back the next day with like freshly clean shaved legs, This buddy had a problem with that too. He wanted to tell everybody first the day before he was like, oh, she's so hairy. The next day it was like, oh, she's not hairy enough. What the hell? How come she like magically got rid of the hair on her legs? Since then, I began to really internalize a deep, dark disgust for my body. What once seemed as natural as the skin on my body and like the air I was breathing quickly became something repulsive, something I just couldn't even stand anymore, something painful. And I just did it now too as well. The words I would use to describe my hairy body, and even until this day at age 24, are synonymous with the words dirty and unclean. And after I've removed my hair and my skin is hairless, I say I feel cleaner. Why is that? Since we did something as natural and human as growing hair on my arms, my legs, my back, and on my tits become dirty. Two things, okay? Two things. Eurocentric beauty standards and capitalism. Gotta love capitalism. I was in a class at uni once and there was this white girl sitting in close proximity to me. And I remember looking over at her as she spoke up in class and noticing that her hair, like her, uh, sorry, her legs were full of hair. And I was a little taken back. She was so bold in showing off her body hair. She wore a whole ass dress and didn't even care that her legs had hair all over them. I felt so envious. And I read a tweet the other day that said, Y'all call white girls with bushy unibrows high fashion, but literally made brown girls feel like absolute fucking shit for theirs. And I'll never forgive y'all for that. And it's true. My brown body could never show off her body hair like that without being shamed or stigmatized. And my brown body has gone through a series of misfortunate events re-body hair. Okay, high school, mm, high school was the peak. Isn't it freaking always? Okay, on my first day of grade eight PE class, I walked into the change room, right? The locker room, a moderately confident and naive baby girl. When I took off my shirt to change, one of the girls looked right at me, pointing towards me and whispering in her friend's ears. She was looking at my young body in disgust. And that same girl would go on to leave that locker room and tell all the boys what she saw. And one of those boys would go on to taunt me and chant Harry Harpo in the hallways for the next five years. And for the next five years, I never wore shorts. And even on the hottest of days, I never wore shorts. I would just tell everyone, (laughs) I'm not a shorts person. 
And I would stay far, far away from crop tops. I would pretend to be sick for like more than 50% of PE classes for the remainder of high school, just so I wanted to change in the locker room. And bro, hair removal is a whole other story, which, <sighs> bro, I just needed to take a deep breath before diving into. So you might think, okay, just remove the hair. Okay. If you're that hairy, you hate the body hair so much, just remove it and like get on with your life. Like what's so difficult about it? Well, first of all, it's painful. Okay. It hurts. And I always refer to any form of hair removal as like barbecuing your body. Okay. Second, it's expensive. Uh, one full body laser treatment costs somewhere around like $300. And if you want to see results, you have to be on this like dedicated month to month schedule. And that's only if you go to a good place and it's not ripping you off. Lastly, <clears throat> It's an incredibly vulnerable experience, okay? You're basically lying naked in front of aunties with your freaking private parts out. And some of the aunties are like hella judgy, man. They're rough, they're mean, and they're just like cold. And it's like, auntie, man, if I'm lying here with my bare ass out for you to laser, maybe you could just practice like a little bit of compassion, you know? And when it comes to hair removal, bro, I've tried it all, okay? Waxing, threading, shaving, laser treatment, best for last, bleaching. Do you guys remember bleaching? First of all, if you've ever put Jolene facial bleach on your like on your face or on your on your on your body, you're entitled to a free vacation, okay, babe? Because that shit was traumatizing. I googled it for the purpose of this episode and experienced like intense flashbacks. Like honestly, like mataron laguna for for real. And for those of us who don't know what it is, basically, bleaching is like it's a hydrogen peroxide formula that lightens dark hair. It's kind of like a mask. Like you would like mix it in like a little dish and you would put it on the really hairy parts of your body and it would, it wouldn't remove the hair. It would just match the dark hair to your own skin tone so that it wasn't very visible. Hence the term bleaching. And for those of us who weren't allowed to wax or shave, like that used to happen. Um, or you were like just too scared to have like a boiling hot liquid poured over your bodies and then have the hair that clung onto it yanked off. Bleach was the wave, bro. And yes, there actually were some of us who weren't allowed to get rid of our mustaches, thread those unibrows, laser our backs because either we were too young or our parents saw it as some sort of scandalous or like we went to an institution like, I'm not going to say it, you know, like an institution, a school where like they were like, no, doing your eyebrows makes you a bad girl. Anyway. When you read the when you read the description of Jolene Cream Bleach, okay, it claims that it's quick acting, safe, pain free, and non irritating. First of all, no, the fuck it's not. Okay, bleach used to burn. You had to leave it on for like twenty ish minutes, and it used to feel like it used to feel like acid being poured all over your body, or like lal mercha on wounds, right? Or like a series of cuts being made by a blade on your skin. And my mom and I would like shuffle into the bathroom the night before a big event or shindig. And I used to hate it. We would be in there for an hour. The smell of the bleach probably burning our nose hairs. And, you know, poor girl, she'd like blow over the bleached parts to make it prick less to just so I could feel better. And sometimes it was so unbearable. I would just be like, yo, take it off midway. Like, I don't even care. I'll go to this thing hairy. Anyway, I've literally tried it all when it comes to hair removal. At 16, I became a woman. I got laser treatment. I came home from school after being shouted at by boys for being too hairy, which, honest to God, years later, I realized, man, they were probably just jealous that I had more of a beard than they did. Let's be real. I came home. I told my mom I was starting laser hair removal that weekend. And mom was always a G like that. When it came to this kind of stuff, she's done it for me. She's waxed me. She's lasered me. She's bleached me. Actually, no, she hasn't lasered me. She's not that advanced. Um, she's she's threaded me. She's done all of it. She She always held my hand through all of it. 
Oh, and also one of my best friends, Simran, when my mom was out of town or sick, or if I just like wasn't down to go to the mean aunties, my girl Simran always came in clutch. Female friendships are like beautiful for this kind of a reason. You know, you can ask your best friend to help wax your entire body right down to the nasty corners of your body and she'll do it because she loves you and she's already seen it all anyway. But you know what? Being a naturally hairy woman has been incredibly difficult and emotionally taxing. Like jokes aside, it's been a constant worry and stress. And it was always a vulnerable, awkward thing for me growing up. I'm growing into it a little bit more now as an adult, but back then it was so incredibly awkward and I can't even find the right words to fully conceptualize it here in this space. When I was young and first exploring my body and sexuality, I hadn't fully mastered my hair removal regimen yet. And it was hard to be intimate with partners without constantly thinking about what my body looked like to partners or how acceptable my body might be. To already be insecure about your body and the hair that grows from it is one thing, but to have a partner you're being intimate with point it out and make you feel uncomfortable, make you feel really shitty is a whole other thing. Rupi Kaur has a beautiful poem that reads, the next time he points out the hair on your legs is growing back, remind that boy, your body is not his home. He is a guest. Warn him to never outstep his welcome again. I wish I'd read that poem sooner. It would have saved a lot of hurt, a lot of shame, and a lot of awkward hookups. But it also would have saved me from the opinions of nasty little tinkles on my body. You know, it would have reinforced to me, this body, it's yours. It's your home. In your home, you get to have all the plants and flowers you want. Not just when I was hooking up with Clown Monday, but every time I let someone else or something else influence the way I saw myself. Every time I felt repulsed by my own damn self. Before I sat down for this episode, I asked myself, Harpo, what is your relationship like with your body hair now? Immediately, I thought, oh, it's so good now. You're in a way better place, Harpo. But that's a fat-ass lie. The only reason I think that is because the laser hair removal worked. Kiki's has been doing such a good job that the hair growth has gone down significantly. I don't have hair I can pull from my chin anymore. I don't have thick, coarse hair growing all over my thighs. I don't have a hairy back. I've succeeded in eliminating all the roots on my body, burned them all away with only minimal to no trace left behind. Of course I was going to think the relationship was good. I mean, wasn't how hard it was for me to sit down and record this episode an indication enough that I'm still not maybe over it, that I still haven't released all the nasty little tinkus who made me Harry Harpo for all of Tamanoa Secondary School? that I still make sure I'm spotless from head to toe before being intimate and coming up with every excuse in the book to avoid pleasure if I'm not? For me, no hair is still clean and hairy is still dirty. And until I don't undo that, until I don't uproot that, perhaps I can't have a better relationship with the forest that grows over my limbs. My relationship with my body hair is still a developing one. And so I don't really have any profound wisdom of my own yet. So I'm going to rely on my homegirl, Alicia Keys, to capture my feels. In her book, More Myself, she says, the path to self-discovery is not a straight line. It's a zigzag. We move in and out of awareness. One step forward, three steps to the left, one baby step back, another leap forward. A light bulb moment might shine brightly one day, but then flicker the next. It takes work to hold tightly to a certain consciousness, to live in its wisdom. Every day, I have to intentionally maintain an awareness of my value. I know I'm worthy, but you don't cross into the land of worth and just become a permanent resident. You have to keep your passport current. You have to work to preserve your status. And boy, do you ever. Thanks for tuning in to this incredibly vulnerable episode. Tell me how it felt. 
Tell me what it brought up for you. Slide into my DMs and tell me all of it. Share it with me. As always, I would love it if you could like, comment, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And I would love for you all to keep consistently practicing that gratitude, glory, and grace. Love, Harpo.